The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by ForHims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond. 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 No, no, no one's no, here no. to do That's it. Just, just four times. I miss good, you, Brian. Really. We don't have to do it too much. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Beyond episode 539. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by Cassidy Moser. Hello. Jonathan Dornbush. Rink. And Marty Sleva. My date with the president's daughter. We were just talking about Disney original comedies or whatever. They're, what are DCOMs? DCOMs. Disney Channel original movies. My date with the president's daughter is an ABC signature. Yeah, well, the ABC is owned by Disney now, so it sucks. So if this. there's any confusion, I don't know why there would be. This is a PlayStation show. We talk about <laughs> video games here, not Disney Channel original movies. I would movies. just like to go on the record and say that I am ashamed for gay women everywhere that I did not say motocross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the What's brink the of walking one? off of this podcast. <laughs> You guys are driving me up That's the my wall. Apology. Um, we got a good show today. We got some, uh, there's some rumors floating around about the PlayStation 5, which what? is not a thing yet, but it may be someday, probably. Um, also, God of War is, uh, out later this week. We had a big, huge, fun time talking about it last week, but I feel like we can still answer some questions that people might have without, again, spoiling anything. Yes, we we'll keep it spoiler that. free, but it's going to be our fact. Um, and, uh, you know, God of War is pretty cool, but Yakuza 6, the song of life is also out and it's very cool. And I beat it a long time ago and uh, the embargo for that game is confusing and strange and, they don't probably they, say they stuff delayed now. it. They, I don't. I, I think it's. I think it's cool. I mean, they released the be, whole game as a demo. So I think it, you're good. Oh, remember that? <laughs> yeah. What a whoopsie yeah. that was. This has been kind of a slapstick like process. <laughs> also, the game's been out in Japan since 2016. So like, I, I feel like spoilers. Yakuza um, Six is a Yakuza Six mini game. Kind, kind of, of yeah. Like this whole game it's is very, its own mini game. It's just yeah. an RG for yeah. the marketing. Yeah, and then of course, uh, also on the sort of subject of of uh, Yakuza, uh, Shenmue one and Sh- I keep saying Shenmue, like Shenmue like, two. Uh, Shenmue, Shenmue <laughs> one and two are uh, apparently being remastered, so we can talk about that and whether or not that's a good thing. Uh, and then of course, Jonathan's here because there is a new Kingdom Hearts trailer. Yes, I am. Hi, but this is kind of like your this is the first it. time. Oh yeah, we're uh-huh. we're gonna say hasn't been great. All right. Don't just spoil it. Be critical of let's, just get, let's just get they the angry work. comments out of the way first and foremost. Um, well, Jonathan, tell us hey, about the up? Kingdom Hearts trailer. <laughs> and I'll, just, I'll, sit, I'll sit quietly over here. And... Uh, you enjoy your nap, Matt. Okay. Uh, so there's a new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer came out during a big fan event for Mobile Cross, the um, Union Cross, the mobile game. Yeah. Which is a, it's Union and then an X and then the word cross in parentheses. 
in like the weird brackets. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. How so many it's numbers did they put in that title? 72. <laughs> so uh, it's a, about a minute long trailer. And at first it puts a spotlight on Sora in what looks like Twilight Town, which was from the hub world from Kingdom Hearts 2. Which is super exciting. And Roxas's crappy gang is there. The, the good, like it's great. The good pals. Yeah. yeah. Pencilette. Uh, all, all your best friends. And then it transforms into a collection of mini games that look like old Game & Watch games. Uh. Yes. Which this is all very cute. If you're watching right now, the, the, the mini games look cute. Yes. And you're like, this is neat. I don't want to play any of this in the, <laughs> in the gorgeous next gen game I've been waiting a decade for. Yeah. The idea that I'm going to hey, play this on my so, PS4. Sorry it took us so long. We had to render Steamboat Willie in like a liquid crystal screen, like a tiger handheld. Well, so I can't wait for the PS4 XPS Pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? the, yeah. the HDR enhancements on these games is going to be yeah. nuts. The, the crazy thing is in Kingdom Hearts 2, they had a level that was based on Steamboat Willie and those Disney cartoons yeah. of that classic era. And I want that world again because it was so great and to see it in even higher fidelity fidelity would be amazing these seem like sort of mini games that are put in there and we don't really know the context of when you play them if you need to play them if they're part of completing this world they have talked about how each world because it's so expansive this time around will have its own different mini games in different areas and all these things but this is the first time they've shown one of those as a spotlight and it's yeah. sort of weird that they chose these for the spotlight and not like the toy story giant mechs that you get to control yeah. they're, they're in that trailer for like 30 seconds they but they didn't of, get a spotlight mm -hmm. i kind of wonder if and i mean you're the kingdom hearts expert i played one and two um and Chain of Memories, which we have talked about. Oh, like, Chain of one of the very best games. Anyway. Um, no, I kind of wonder if they will just do a world that is solely about Disney history and maybe that's tied in with it. Well, see, so they cool. the way they've talked, they don't have a ton of worlds left. The Sort of the translations have been a little murky. It sounds like there's only one world left to reveal. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's mm. what the sort of statements imply. I think that may yeah, not be Yeah, they also right. said they were going to release this game like three years ago. Yeah, so. it's, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm curious to see how much of a Disney history they put into this game because all of the worlds they've really shown so far are very modern Disney. I mean, sure. Tangled and Big Hero 6 and Monsters, Inc. and yeah. the rumors of Frozen, like that is 100% modern Disney, yes. um, which I understand because they've exhausted a lot of classic Disney. But that being said, like if you go back to Mulan from, well, that's not classic Disney, but like, you know, it is in my book. <laughs> it depends what your definition of classic. Well, even <laughs> of that like golden era that was a little later in the 90s. Sure. Like the Beast yeah. and you could go back to something they did in Kingdom Hearts 1 and it would look and play way different mm -hmm. in this yeah. game. Um, yeah. And we were talking about how like Kingdom Hearts has never been known for like proper mini games. Like they had the, the beach ball. Uh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. I feel like the the gummy ship kind of. So we said was. gummy ship. We talked of, about that because it's such a, a mini core element in a way of like you need to play it. Whereas yeah. mini games to me are th like a diversion they show you and then like you can all the gold saucer up. stuff in Final Fantasy VII is pretty much a mini. Yeah, game. yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's interesting to see. I think the thing for me was it was a disappointment only in the way of I heard there's a new Kingdom Hearts three trailer. Super excited for that, and then it doesn't really show me a big new gameplay feature unless these are in every world and you have to collect them and you get some amazing feet laid out of it. Mm. Pass. Marty won't play this. Uh, <laughs> that being said. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Seeing seeing Twilight Town and and I don't know, knowing that these towns are coming back and that that Roxas buds are there, like I'm still stoked. And we're obviously gonna get a much bigger look at the game come E3. Yeah. Um, so this is like obviously a small tide over yeah. between D23 Japan and E3. And again, this was an event that was focused on a mobile game. So you yes. don't want to show an amazing five-minute trailer of a game where everyone's like, no, 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 put the mobile game down. We want to play yeah, this game. Like, it absolutely makes it sense. makes sense. And these games will probably tie in with the mobile game and. 
So that's fine. We're like a little bit disappointed, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't knock our I mean, I'm still gonna play. When oh. is this game coming out? We'll find out. They're sticking to 2018 <laughs> so far, and all the, the rumors. I am so excited for this game to come out so that everyone can stop worrying. About <laughs> the rumors it. are still October. I feel like Kingdom Hearts is the thing insane enough to be like the 26th. They're like, you realize Red Dead, and they're like, yeah, it's fine. The 26th. Yeah. Yeah. We have yes. our own cowboys. Yes. I, Sora wears a cowboy hat in one scene. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Reach the Venn diagram. Reach for the sky. I feel like the Venn diagram between those two is not. It's Jonathan. It, it, Hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it, it overlaps, but I think they'd actually be kind of safe. Well, and I, I just think like I there's such a build up to this game coming out that the fans who want to play Kingdom Hearts 3 are going to play it no matter oh, what yeah. day it comes out. So oh, I don't, the same I don't think they Don't do that. Just don't mm. do that. Don't mm. do that. Well, Tetsuya, don't do that. There are no other days, Marty. That's the only day. That's the only release day left. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about this. I'm just, I'm excited for it to eventually come out so that the people (laughs) who I care about who play this, this game, (laughs) these many, many games can finally play this one that they've been waiting for since I was, I believe, a junior in high school. I wasn't waiting for it. That's when the last one came out. Everybody on the internet can update their games that have taken way too long in development. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, God. Just like that, Jonathan, this fall, you're getting Spider-Man, Spyro, and in theory, this. Yeah, those are your favorite things. It is. Yeah, those are my three favorite. And like push-ups. Aww. You like push-ups too. I, that's number four. The big so four. if they do push up the game, <laughs> yeah, I'd be very happy. It's going to be a Nintendo Labo kit. Oh, push-ups. Yeah. yeah, it's just a piece of cardboard you put on the floor. Is it just the Wii? Dirty. Is it the Wii Fit board? Just they resell no, it. You just use your imagination. Oh, it's just a nice. flat piece of cardboard. Anyway, oh. um, on the subject of things that are taking too long or probably ways off, uh, PlayStation Five. Um, again, everything. Please take it with a grain of salt because we're still a ways out from this. But Jason Schreier over at Kotaku put a big report up kind of digging into uh, early buzz and, you know, conversations with developers about sort of, you know, what to expect. It's about yeah. the time that maybe dev kits are starting to float around. Totally. Sort of. And he mostly wanted to nip in the bud. There was a report going around that a lot of sites, not us, picked up on that said, according to multiple sources, it's coming out this year. And everyone's like, "It's no, it's clearly not. <laughs> Like there is no way they would even announce this thing at E3 and then have the manufacturing capacity to re- release this thing. In the and to have kept that in secret. And to kept it in – yeah, in secret. Yeah. So it's like clearly like Spider-Man 4 – or Spider-Man is not a PS5 game. Yeah. Like don't so worry it about it. So it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. They well, don't like, need to. Well, what's funny was the site that rumor came from had a paywall behind that you had to pay $1,000 to get a year's access to. Like it was, it was just a, a series of fishing. And then Reset Era – Hustle. Ju- and then Reset Era just like scrubbed it and was like, here's all the reports. I was like, this is this good. Yeah. yeah. I like that $1,000 paywall. That's yeah. also just obscene. Yeah. Um, is the PlayStation 5 coming out this year? Pay $1,000 to find yeah. out. Um, no, it is not. Thank you for your support. <laughs> you <laughs> you, you've been automatically enrolled, so yeah. you'll get another $1,000 next yeah. year. Uh, that being said, uh, dev kits are clearly most likely out in the wild. Probably in a small group of first parties. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, sure. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, I think, you know, obviously they have first party people who are developing mm-hmm. games for them, and I would be shocked if they aren't kind of tuned in in terms of like the technology that they're working on and things that they have coming up because they need support for these things in order for them to sell. Yeah. Totally. So dev kits are 100% out there. Yeah, clearly. The Kotaku report was very clear to make sure, though, that like no one is saying, oh, yeah, we have a dev kit just sitting in the room. They were saying that if there's a dev kit out there at this time, it would essentially just be a PC with oh, yeah. the specs. Because yeah, with it's not a box. Assumed not specs. A mm-hmm. And yeah, any of this so. stuff can change. And also, like, the. Yeah. In order for, for the next gen to have that leap that a generation has, like they need to wait a couple of years until the manufacturing cost of those processors goes down, mm-hmm. which is totally normal. And it's been, uh, so at this point, it has been five years five. since yeah. the start of the generation, which was in 2013. Uh, it was seven years in between the PS3 and the PS4 from mm-hmm. launch to launch and eight years from the 360 to the launch of the Xbox One. So that would put, um, 
2020, which to me makes a lot of sense. Especially that we got those half steps in this generation yeah. that we didn't last time with totally. the X and the PS4 Pro. Yeah. So um, it seems like all signs are pointing to – we don't hear about this this year at E3, but uh, next year. Yeah. E3. I think that that's uh, pretty reasonable. I think a good way to sort of also sort of track this is to go back in the you know the Wayback Machine and – sort of track early buzz around dev kits for the PS4 mm-hmm. or the Orbis as it was known. Oh, yeah. uh, right. I mean, it's yeah, always it's always really funny to me how like, you know, we'll have like a bunch of stuff pretty right and then there'll be something totally out of left field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I remember when like the Wii U came out, nobody was expecting it to be called the Wii U. We could Project call, Cafe. Yeah, Project yeah. Cafe. We've been calling it that for ages. Um, what was the, was the Vita? Was the PSP2? Uh, I mean, there's just, it's funny oh, how that uh, like... NGP. Oh, NGP. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was what it was. Vita, uh, VR was Next. Morpheus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Morpheus, we just called it that for years. Just, yeah, they the, even referred to it. The that expectation was, yeah. was they were just going to use Morpheus because yeah. People... But uh, there was a what was it Superannuation had like a leaked Xbox One, and he had like uh, screenshots of uh, it's like this random Australian guy who just had a. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, it's, it's funny that was probably 2012, 2013. But it was it gave you an idea of sort of where where things were, like mm-hmm. how you could kind of you could kind of track that. So uh, I mean. PlayStation Five. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I just got a PlayStation Four Pro. You know. Yeah. So like, I don't really yeah. want to. I was just gonna ask this. Like, what would need to be different for us to get excited? I because one thing I've been thinking of, just because I love my Switch so very much, is like, what if they made like an actual Switch competitor where I could play God of War on the Bart or whatever? Like, mm, yeah. My. I mean, that's everyone's. Like, it's it's so funny because it feels like Vita and even Wii U were like. Half to quarter measures yes. of what the switch ended up fully they accomplishing. They were trying yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah. But my thought is like, you know, the, the, between PSP and Vita, and then you look at how successful the PS4 is. Like, should is Sony just going to be like, you know what, let them have that, and let's just focus on this. And if they're still the kings of the home console market, and they're still the place people go to play Rockstar games and Call of Duty and Destiny, you know, not to mention their first party lineup, is that fine for them? Yeah. I I mean, the system is still selling very well, especially with the pro and normal options. I feel like this year is, there have been really great games, but I feel like it's hitting this stride of just an amazing lineup of games. Like we just are getting God of War and we're going to get Spider-Man and Detroit and all these Mm -hmm. things are coming out. Whereas like there hasn't been a year like that yet for me, especially first party. Whereas I can remember last generation, there being a couple of years like that. And we already had Shadow of the Colossus this year as well. So, um, yeah, they really, they, this has been amazing first party year. My thought is before we see a PS five or an Xbox two, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) is that they'll do the thing where, um, they'll sort of phase out a traditional PS4, and yeah. the Pro will just become the three hundred dollar yeah. one that you can buy. And then I don't know, maybe they have like super cheap bare bones one. Just like like the jump between PS3 to PS4 was not massive, but it was notable. Yeah, and like it was enough where you went, hey, here's what PS3 looks like, here's what PS4 looks like, and mm-hmm. it was clearly more powerful. It had more options and more features. But like, what does the PS5 offer that the PS4 doesn't already have? Yeah, I mean, that's everyone's that's, thought is maybe it has much stronger VR integration. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a pretty big Maybe one, that along with sense. the PS5, they launch a, a VR2 or like the sort of the next, a, a wireless version of that that, you know, really does speak with this new hardware. It doesn't work on old hardware and is the, you know, again, another step forward to VR becoming ubiquitous and as easy as putting on glasses. I mean, I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if Sony learned their lesson from the PS3 as, as far as go and, and the Vita for kind of going too out there. Yeah. Um, and I think the PS4 has succeeded because it managed to be very like very utilitarian. Yeah. You know, it's effectively you know PC hardware under the hood and it, yeah. and it, it plays everything and it's an all-in-one box. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then I mean, I don't know. Nintendo's got the portable stuff covered, and yeah. like Sony does have VR stuff, but do they want to lean into that entirely, or are they yeah. worried about scaring people I, off? VR. I mean, we could have a separate show about. VR. I have a lot of thoughts on that, but like I, 
I don't feel like VR is the big selling point. I really don't. Like, yeah. I think VR is really big with a certain market, but I don't think it's big enough for the mass markets. Yeah. And that's the thing is until, like, they have the people who are in love with it and, and who, you know, want to play everything that comes out with it. But until that number is anything close to the people who also want to just play Madden and Call of Duty, mm-hmm. yeah. then I, there's no reason for them to lean super heavily into that. Yeah, for yeah. that to be a core pillar of the console yeah. it is a gamble. And especially, like, we'll see what the price of VR does in the next couple of years and the power of the hardware mm-hmm. as that changes. Like, who knows what that looks like in 2020? But yeah, I, I'm very curious because this generation, they really switched things up to in terms of the announcement cycle. Like we may not find out about this console until the year it comes out because they had that February PS3 event and then mm-hmm. it came out in November. Like, yeah. It may not yeah. be attached to And Xbox did the year. same thing. Yeah, like Xbox three, had three event. Um, I feel like we would see leaks from like manufacturers. And stuff. Sure. You, sh- yeah. you would, but in yeah. terms of like an official announcement. Sure. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is, uh, I think it's super interesting also to take into effect that, you know, Xbox at this point, uh, Sony's beating them two to one in terms of hardware and Microsoft has done a really great job with the X and with sort of their platform as a whole with backwards compatibility and, yeah. and just the UI improvements. But you wonder, are they going to pull the trigger first on next gen? Like maybe Microsoft wants a 2019 console. Microsoft has a massive first party problem. Yeah. And until they fix that, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people, like that was a big conversation. You know, we gave God of War 10. A lot of folks gave God of War 10. And everyone's like, well, where's Microsoft's 10? Uh, like, ma- like, where is it? We don't know. <laughs> Crackdown might come out yeah. this year. Probably not. Who what knows? we've seen, Megan, is not I a mean, <laughs> but like for the Xbox one, like that's another conversation too. Cause like right now, like backwards compatibility is, hey, you can play old games on this new box. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's cool yeah. that that's available, but that's not a good selling point yeah. yeah i mean at the same time it's also a war of escalation with like with with hardware because at this point like we get the you know the pro and the um the one x and it's like okay well they still have to make games for that and it yeah. takes more time and, and more money and resources to optimize stuff for that and then it's also like well what's the what's the real advantage there because i feel like people haven't really caught up and jumped on 4k entirely yet and that's yeah. no definitely that's the not big appeal yeah because um, again like i think it's almost like vr where it's for some people, prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's immediately if I can play this game here and it's slightly less deaf than this one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why, and meanwhile, I, I mean, Nintendo is like, you know, un- like under spec. They've got yeah. like a much less yeah. powerful machine that's still cleaning up and doing really well. And, well, it's, and their first party games have an art style where it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the, the fact that they can really release nice. like Zelda and Mario and they reach like five gigs. Yeah, yeah. how is that possible? It's crazy. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's always been their mo is the power of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's more about. The fun. So if we are under the general assumption that this is probably a 2020 thing, maybe even later, um, I was wondering, do you think we've seen any PS5 games yet? In the same way that Ubisoft revealed Watch Dogs well before we knew what a next-gen console was. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> no. PlayStation be, All-Stars yeah, 2. Beautiful. <laughs> um I but mean, no. we have, like, on this sheet, this very handy mm-hmm. worksheet we have in front of us, I, like, Ghost of Tsushima, I think you could make a case for. Um, even Last of Us 2, I think you could make a case for. Cyberpunk, I don't know. I that game's been in development for Yeah, years. I think it's very likely that we're going to see a lot of stuff that comes out towards the tail end that just gets kind of a graphical bump up for or sure. some yeah. kind of bells and whistles. I mean, yeah. uh, GTA Five. we found out, what, last week that that's the best-selling piece of media in history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was a that was a... PS3 game. Yeah, that was yeah. PS3. And then they were like, and then they yeah. great news, we've added uh, hallucinogens and cats Ooh. Yeah. to the game. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's, fine. That's Yakuza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of They were like, we've added uh, more, more headlights and dust physics and there's <laughs> yeah. more traffic. And you're like, great. I, mean, I think, I think first person mode was the biggest sell. Yeah. 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 The big. yeah. But, but they also did it with The Last of Us. That was a very late game PS2 game that got up. That's what I imagine. I definitely imagine The Last of Us is a PS4 game that they also is Naughty Dog's 
first thing to port over to PS5 to like learn the architecture and everything. Um, Death Stranding, maybe we still don't know. I mean, we don't know what that game is. We don't know what that game is, <laughs> gameplay wise. Maybe we'll see the first gameplay uh, at E3. It's expected we'll see the first Last of Us gameplay at E3. See Kojima's yeah. newest friend in, in whatever trailer. He <laughs> I would, I would love, Ooh. I would love his new. Did friend. you see? There was a picture going around on Twitter of him, Norman Reedus, and Guillermo del Toro, and he was sitting there holding something in his mouth. Or like Mads. Was, oh yeah, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, it looked like he had like a joint. Yeah, like he, but there was nothing in his hand. He just looked or like was he was like faking Ooh. smoking. It was so good. <laughs> It was great. my favorite. It was great. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Strange. But yeah, um, Ryan and I also had a conversation about like, are we not going to see a new GTA game this generation? Because we had GTA 5, which was, you know, like we said, ported from last gen. Yeah. And with Red Dead coming out this year and and Rockstar is now a everyone's on this project and then everyone's going to be on the next project. Like GTA 6 probably isn't coming this gen. Well, no, I mean, they supported not. GTA 5 with online for so long. Like online still is, still, is still major for yeah, them. And five if, years after launch. If Red Dead has anything even comparable to that, why put out GTA 6 in the next two years? Yeah. Like, I get the seem... sense that they're kind of like Bethesda. We're like, they could release Elder Scrolls 6 and they know it would sell so, like yeah. bonkers. Yeah. But why? Like, they what's, have, you know, they if have it's no already to selling. To you, like Skyrim yeah. has been like at the yeah. top of Steam for and it keeps, Ever. and they re-release it on Switch. Just yeah. Switch. It can still yeah. be re-released on Switch. Yeah. That would sell another like five million units. Exactly. Yep. Grab it. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. push it over a hundred yeah. million, which is oh, yeah. insane. No, I think it's, I think it's very likely that we see, you know, Red Dead drops and it's, I think it's safe to say that's going to be an incredible game. And then, uh, I don't know. It probably is also, um, an early, early PS5 game too. And they yeah. do the same exact thing. Maybe. Cause why, why wouldn't you? Uh, and maybe it's, I don't know. It's got like, Faster horses or something. Ooh. I don't know what you. I don't know. More horsepower. Horse I mean, mode. We're at a point like playing like horse playing mode. God of War on uh, on a PS4 Pro. I'm just like I don't know what the next gen looks like. Yeah. I don't know what we can't currently do that is sort of actually conceivable. But we've been there before. I feel like I said the same thing with The Last of Us. Yeah. No. But it's, it's a, that's, the that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's a it's a it's perception. Well, I yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the time it comes down to little details, things like crowd sizes or hair physics, mm-hmm. or which God knows we need to work on that. But you know. <laughs> Like that's, but again, that kind of goes to my broader question: is like, what 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 do we need in a new console? I, I feel no. like it would be the systems that you see get put into gameplay. It would be things yeah. like crowd size and making yeah. more realistic things like that. Like it's particle still crazy physics. to me. Yes, more yes. particles. Uh, it's crazy to me that the Nemesis system still hasn't been adapted by a bunch of companies. But I assume that's yeah. a difficult thing to pull mm-hmm. off. But to give you more horsepower to be able to deal with that and to expand it even bigger. Like yeah. I've always wanted more out of the Nemesis system. That's like, cool. Sure. And mm-hmm. more of, you know, all these games that are doing sort of shared world stuff, uh, like Destiny or Sea of Thieves or sort of anything like that. Like yeah. you have to imagine there's so much going on under the hood there. And if more and more games are you hear that rumor of, oh, this is going to be our destiny like. So you hear more of that. And if more of the games are leaning towards that, then people have to figure that out. And so games might not look as impressive in a screenshot, but what's actually going on under the yeah. hood technically is super crazy. I mean, it's kind of crazy to look at this this current uh, the PS4 console generation. This was the first console generation that was uh, developed with social media in mind. Mm-hmm. And that, that yep. was actually, we were all, like everyone has started using the internet with, with the generation before that, but like it wasn't really like, it wasn't there yet. There's you know? a dedicated yeah. button on the PS4 controller yeah. Yeah. to yeah. share and stuff on social media. I mean, if 10 years ago you read a story that's, that Drake and Ninja are streaming Fortnite on Twitch, you'd be like, what are those five those nouns? Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we would have heard about Fortnite, I think, already. Oh, uh, that, was, that, was, that was in the works oh, for a while. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, I mean, it's you look at something like Fortnite's the biggest game in the world right now, and it's 
not really it's not really you know graphically Pushing. stunning Run it's, it on your phone it's on your phone exactly yeah. um but it's also that level of like connectivity that's the thing that people are always chasing after and i think that drop in drop out and just sort of that it's it's getting rid of um you know any kind of any kind of like threshold between things to, yeah. to make it just as as seamless as possible as the, really. i think too like the years of like graphics being a huge deal like not that they're not but i think it's significantly less in terms of when you compare it to things like shared world mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. random generation and all these things that are more experiential than they are visual mm-hmm. like I, I think that is a thing like definitely bringing people into things like they're just like hey this looks nice but like also it does this really cool thing under the hood yeah. like yeah I, that could be a selling point i suppose i mean Jonathan i was, was telling me about a news story about how there was a tornado in north carolina and a kid <laughs> kept playing fortnite and yeah. wouldn't leave his fortnite so that's what i think the ps5 needs to be a thing where you ignore <laughs> natural disasters to still play it. because you keep playing it. yeah long live play <laughs> uh, yeah so there you go i don't know um yeah, I'm excited eventually for the PlayStation 5, but I don't, I don't want it yet. I, f- I feel like yeah. the console generations, it's a little bit like middle school and high school and college. By the time you finally get comfortable and everything's sort of going well, mm. they're like, all right, on to the next thing. Get your yeah. ass out of here. And then you get there, you're like, yeah. everyone's bigger than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to graduate. It's scary out there. <laughs> I just bought this thing. Attention Mail Beyond listeners, we have an important message from ForHims.com. 66% of men experience hair loss by age 35. By the time most folks notice, it's usually too late, so if you've noticed your hairline slowly receding or bald spots popping up, why not do something about it right now? Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. ForHims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness that connects you with real doctors for medical-grade solutions for problems that maybe you're too embarrassed about to handle in person. That means no waiting room, no doctor visits, no snake oil pills or supplements that they sell behind the counter at gas stations. These are prescription solutions backed by actual science. You just visit ForHims.com, answer a few questions, and a doctor will review and prescribe accordingly. Then products are shipped directly and discreetly to your door. While supplies last, Beyond listeners can get a trial month for just $5 when they head to forhimscom slash beyond. This would cost hundreds of dollars from a doctor or pharmacy, so 5 bucks for your first month is a steal. Again, that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash beyond. Thanks. Now back to the show. Anyway, um, on the subject of things that are uh, present and, and now and recent, uh, God of War came out. Well, it comes out this week. Let me try that again. God of War <laughs> comes out this week. Uh, we reviewed it last week. We talked about it. We gushed about it extensively. But in our excitement, we managed to not talk about some very basic things. We avoided spoilers, and we will continue to avoid spoilers. So don't worry. We don't want to spoil anything. Um, but we do have some questions here that maybe uh, you, dear viewer, listener, whatever, uh, have for us about God of War. So I figured we could all we could all answer that. Jonathan, how long Hi. is it? Uh, oh no, put me on the spot. Uh, I do mention this in my review. The story with playing a little bit of side stuff took me about 25 hours or so. Uh, I've probably sunk at least another 20 into all the side stuff. I've almost maxed out the entire game. I have just a couple things left to collect. Uh, but I'd probably have put in around 50 hours total. Mm-hmm. And so we're using vague terms because there is no in-game counter. And so we have to assume. Yes. How much we put. Like you can't yeah. go to a stats menu and just, no, oh, I've been no. playing for 35 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. I want to um, say I, Played through the story in like four sittings, something like that. I don't know. I mean, they were probably they were very long sittings. Yeah, yeah. some of those. Some of those were, you know, that was like six hours at a time. Yeah, but, I definitely. Um, I probably took longer than twenty five, but I also did a lot more of the side quests, like often. Yeah, like you I did would, more. In- yeah, yeah. So I probably took like closer to thirty or thirty five, but by the time I beat it, I felt like I did a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna skip ahead here. A question is: Is it open world? Um, no. 
Well, no? ish, ish. I, it's open world like the Tomb Raider games are open world. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I would say, very, very wide. Not like very wide corridors, sort of. Yeah, like there's there's corners to explore, but it's not like it's, you could see that mountain. You can yeah. go there. Yeah. It's not like one of those kinds. So of you are shepherded along story wise to certain locations and things, but at a certain point, the game opens up a bit more and allows you to explore. And it is it's a contained open world um, for me, where you there are side things to do and things to collect and side missions, if you want to call them that, but. It's not – the game is open and you can do every mm-hmm. single thing. Sure. You will need certain aspects to go back. There's a hint of Metroidvania. Yeah. To, I mean I think the to, the modern Tomb Raider games is a very, yeah. very astute yeah, comparison. Yeah. Um, and there's also sort of like there's, there's sort of open worlds. Like there's different areas you go to that aren't necessarily like – It's just it's like large like, spaces. It's different, yeah. it's, there's, I think there's several maps mm-hmm. and yeah. different sort of – you know, you yeah. go different places. I see – like I, I almost think of it more like uh, – the, in 2011 when uh, Skyrim and Dark Souls came out. It's not like Skyrim where it's like here's a 30 mile by 30 mile area and you have to run a mile to find something. No. It's more like Dark Souls where it's like here is a, a large intertwining area that's very dense and you'll mm-hmm. want to – nooks and crannies are encouraged to be explored and oftentimes we'll give you cool treats and cool scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that um, I burned through the story and just this last weekend I, I sort of went back to try to explore some of the sort of side questy stuff and I really wish that I'd um, – I wish I'd strayed from the main path more along mm-hmm. the way. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I was pretty much in a hurry to try to get through and find out what happened, so nothing got spoiled and everything. And uh, I wish I'd sort of stopped to smell the flowers a little bit more. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I have only played like maybe three ish hours of it. Um, but is there like a waypoint system in there? At you all? can put. Yes, you can put. Okay. You uh, literally for certain like, things. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I thought that was interesting. Because I think that kind of encourages exploration. It still does a decent job of like shepherding you, yeah. but it does kind of widen things in some places mm-hmm. and choke down. It's yeah. it's got one of those very like very pretty maps that is also fundamentally kind of useless if you're actually trying <laughs> to use it like a map. I think yeah. its actual in-game map is uh, a bad thing in the game. Yeah. Like if I had to list a couple of things I did not like, it's the in-game map because in-game map is very cool looking and it looks like a character in the world would have painted yep. the map. Mm-hmm. But I'm like a Google map. It, it reminds way me, for me of the Game of Thrones opening map. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we're like you're awesome. Yeah. you would be a pain in the ass to navigate yeah. like Westeros. I, I want that diorama in real yeah. life. Like I want that, but yeah. it's when you're trying to find certain particular paths. Yeah, it is not helpful in that way. Yeah. Also, to talk about the open world thing. Um, uh, no, play the game how you want. You bought the game, you play it however you want. Uh, I feel like the best thing to do is to oftentimes go off the beaten path and don't worry yeah. about, oh, you have a main goal, you have a main goal. But if there is a cool area, go explore it. Go yeah. do some side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like breaking up the story and the side quests, like sort of folding them in like a deck of cards, I feel like uh, just for me provided like a really good flow. Yeah. Uh, the, the game is very good in its main campaign essentially of – shepherding you along and it very much wants to be like hey here's a really cool moment to connect you to that moment i didn't want to really ever stop i never felt like oh i'm good for now Mm -hmm. like i wanted to keep going always but if you do break apart from it you get a lot that enriches the world Mm -hmm. and your experience in it it's got it's if you play it as a linear game it's got wonderful pacing and if you like to get off go off and explore and you know poke around it also rewards that which is a nice balance good way to Um, put it uh, big question, obviously. It's it's called just God of War, but it's what like the f- fifth or sixth game in the Seven. series. Seventh, yeah. There you go. The, the um, yeah, and and it's the eighth if you count the PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I don't. Uh, but uh, I do I need to play other God of War games to enjoy it? Uh, I no. can't answer this one. I have played like maybe a handful of hours of any other previous God of War <laughs> games, and I liked this just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can absolutely enjoy this game if you've never played God of War and this is your first one. You just want to explore the story. You will absolutely 
not be lost really in any way, especially with the but main But if you story. do get lost, we do have a catch-up video. Exactly. There, I would say it's good to have some background, sure. but you don't need to go marathon all seven games right now to be able to be prepped. I, I yeah. would say if you have a vague idea of who Kratos is as a character, yes. it will actually kind of work to your advantage yeah. um, because yeah. a lot of it is about sort of this this character with a violent past uh, and who he is. And if you, the, I think if the less you know, it's almost more – it kind of helps with that mythology. Where it's mm-hmm. like he's yeah. he's a he's a mythical character, and it's sort of the idea of that, like, oh, maybe some of the details got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the inspirations uh, that they've talked about is Logan, and that's oh, yeah. totally the same sure. thing. I feel like yeah. Logan as a movie can stand on its own. Yeah. Uh, that being said, if you know who Wolverine is and who Charles Xavier are, and have seen some of their other wacky adventures, like X Men Three. Who could forget the scene in X-Men 2, Mutants United, when the, the younger man puts on the NSYNC song in the car? It's called Ooh. X-Men 2, X2 United. <laughs> X2, no, it's called X- X2, X-Men United. Oh, I got it in the wrong order. <laughs> it's what such a, a bad, bad name for a movie. It's, it's a very so bad, bad one. It's a very yeah. bad one. Uh, anyway, yes. Yeah. But also, war. Good legitimately, do uh, uh, Mitchell Saltzman, who's sort of our resident God of War expert, uh, put together an amazing God of War in seven minutes, which goes through the story in chronological order of the handheld games and Ascension and then 1, 2, 3. Um, that is super helpful and also shows you how silly the old story could be compared to when you play this and how like well told and thought out it is yeah yeah um good question is does the entire game feel like an escort mission obviously it's about kratos and his and his kid atreus and uh nope that kid kind of becomes a mechanic at a certain point Mm -hmm. oh very helpful he he fixes the god of car and then he's (laughs) he becomes your mechanic he's like what's a cindy in uh final fantasy 15 yeah he gets his revealing outfit and you're like this is questionable unnecessary Really, really uncomfortable moment. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, no, like, if you think of some of like the games that are bad escort missions, like uh, Ashley in Resident Evil 4 is oftentimes a pain in the ass and not a fun travel companion. And you're like, why am I saving the president's daughter if it's for the date? Uh, but if you think of that, like, she's a pain in the ass companion, whereas I think Elizabeth in Bioshock, no matter what you think of Bioshock Infinite, I think is a very helpful companion. And she adds to the story. I would say she's, uh, Almost kind of like too detached. You know, she does add to the story sure. and she does do stuff, but there's that kind of level of like, book or catch. Yeah. She's just like, look what I found. And she like throws yeah. you a pineapple and you're yeah. like, what are you doing? Maybe she's supposed like, to Ellie. Yeah, yeah. She's kind yeah. of just like, but she's also very sort of like, like when she's doing that, she doesn't really feel like she's part of the game. It's just kind of like a, she it's quite like, literally yeah. throws she's like, her hands into portals and is like, yeah. here's a pineapple for you to yep. eat. Yeah. Like, Thanks. Uh, no, she feels like clippy. It's like, looks like you're fighting guys. Would you like bullets? No. <laughs> uh, the Ellie comparison. <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. I think it's obvious there's been a lot of Last of Us comparisons. Um, the, uh, there was a bit of a disconnect for people with Ellie because when you're sneaking around, Ellie would just hop around sometimes yeah. and be all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's never that – if you had that disconnect, there really never is with Atreus for me yeah. uh, throughout any of it. He only enhances it. And my favorite thing about this game is that every part sort of is important for the other parts mm-hmm. of the game. And Atreus's story is very tied to how he factors into gameplay and that – ties back into the story and it's all very important to me he also is kind of a combat mechanic in a huge way where yep. there yep. are certain characters certain enemies you cannot defeat unless you use him mm-hmm. which is he is cool. so helpful yeah uh, you have sort of just the right amount of control over him like in terms of like mechanically you can tell him yes. to do certain things but when you're not telling him that he is resourceful on his own yeah so this is a completely off-topic thing i just wanted to share this with marty very quick i looked it up is this my and, day the president's daughter yes are you, the, do you know who wrote the theme song for that movie are you, uh, what are you talking about? The presidency of the United States. What? <laughs> are you serious? We're in the middle of talking about God of War and you're looking up like trivia about Disney Channel original movies? No, that was just some. They sang Lump, which was the inspiration did for somebody, Gump. Did you, like, somebody text you that? Like what? Is that Barrett? Anyway. Are we watching live? Is this, this Sorry. This is uh, why you have me guest, man. Oh my God. I, that was, that was that Marty's was call. Anyway, uh. I'm so happy. So. 
other other question here. Is this a new Kratos? Uh, uh, no, but kind of. Like Yes it, and no. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, mean, I think the Logan comparison again stands really well where it's like this is tonally very, very different from, from past God of War games, but like it's also it references them. You, you know? think of Kratos was who we were in middle school in the old games and new Kratos is who we are now? Or it's, you're still the, you're the same human. Kratos would have the same social security number, mm. but like fundamentally, his outlook on I don't things think is they much have different. Social security in that universe. Social security rune. Like uh, <laughs> a social security rune. <laughs> um, is it a walking simulator? You do walk. <laughs> you do, you I mean, not, walk a, not, a, not in that sense. I think that no, a lot of people no. were afraid because we're like, the story is very good. They're like, all right, so do you fight anything? You're like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Touchy feeling. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of people who said like. All anyone was talking about are story and graphics. What if I'm only there for the combat? And I was like, well, Jonathan wrote like 1,500 words about the mechanics and the combat and the puzzles and, and the exploration. But why really, didn't I know, write about the combat? Mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what if I don't want to read 1,500 yeah. words. words. Uh, no. As a third-person character action game, it's uh, very good. Yes. It holds up with any of the past generation. Uh, and the combat only grows over time. It's uh, very it gets, challenging but very fair. Yeah, it gets surprisingly deep. and there's a, it, it rewards you for really investing in it in, yeah. a, in a way that also complements the story but is also just really amazing on its own like it is I a, do you think it feels a little bit different from old God of War games oh for whereas sure. it was kind of pulled out a little bit more and you had uh, in the earlier ones especially you were working with fixed camera angles it doesn't do that in this this is very much a third person action game where you're, it's kind of over the shoulder view but I think it works well I felt, yeah I, I thought it was very very easy to get the hang of I mean it's not it, – it's nothing you haven't encountered before. I'm just not sure exactly what the closest comparison would be. There yeah. is a lot. There's a lot of juggling that goes on though because there's evading. There's shielding and blocking and mm-hmm. kind of stunning and stuff. No, it's, I'm not like saying it's – I'm not saying it's like you know rudimentary or anything. Sure. It's definitely yeah. – it's, mm-hmm. it's complex and they also they'll, – they'll keep like throwing stuff at – yeah. you know, it'll teach you combos and moves and stuff like that. So it's, it's good. It's just – it's also uh, – the thing I really like about it is that it's still – it's still a video game. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't try to like, you know, cover that up or it doesn't try to like, oh no, this is, this isn't, you know, this isn't, a, it's not a walking simulator. It's still, it's still first and foremost a game about fighting a bunch of monsters. And you still get the points where you stun an enemy and you hit R3 and he just rips them in half and, you're, and the orange goo goes everywhere and you're yep. like, oh, that was cool. Also recalling the Leviathan axe to your hand is so It's, it's <laughs> the best. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't know if there's a term for that. But is it like video so, game ASMR where you're so, like, ooh, this is just really good and I don't uh, know what it is. Like, the, yeah. f- the funny thing was after I published my review, there's a part in my review where I talk about how I spent like a good five, ten minutes throwing the axe and catching it and watching it f- come from different distances, feeling like the return of it and how – my favorite is when it goes was. too far for me to even see it anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I like, so good. I described yeah. how that was my first experience with it because I just loved it so much. I was so mm-hmm. enamored with this thing. And a few people online were mocking me for enjoying just throwing an axe and enjoying that it came back from different distances. Like, oh, honey. And then a couple of people responded of just like, no, that's actually game feel. Like that is a very important element of game design. And mm-hmm. one of someone from the Sony Santa Monica team who works at Naughty Dog also was like, "Hey, yeah, they spent a year and a half working on that swing mechanic <laughs> to make sure it was cool or yeah. whatever yeah. amount of time." That's awesome. That it is just it right. Much. Like the animation is just right. There's a little bit of like a flinch that Kratos does when he yeah. catches it. That's not dissimilar to Thor catching Mjolnir. Yeah. Also, like, it I, shakes. And it's, I have a uh, surround sound in my my house, nice. and I this right. game has made me like worry that I will disturb neighbors and that's not an issue like i've got good like insulation and your neighbors are you don't share a wall with them. no exactly so like there's i but i'm still like i'm still like oh this is gonna be too this is too loud yeah you know he's like grunting and there's like smashing and shrieking (laughs) and just you're going to fight the animals it's the part where you like a large shaft and if you throw your hammer or the sword uh which one is it an axe (laughs) down to the bottom and then you recall it you could hear it like 
Yes, lifting off yes. everything yes. in the way back. Yes. Oh, this is so, so good. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the way it bounces off different elements, like the way it will hit metal versus will hit skin versus stone. Also, like it's all it just like so smart. Embeds in an enemy and yes, yep. out of it and comes, ugh, it's yes. Really good. I think this is also my favorite video game score since Skyrim in terms of oh, it's big so epic great. stuff. Really, uh, yeah. Bear McCreary. Yeah, yeah. The score it was very. Fantastic. I was. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting yep. it to be like to get me as pumped as it as it was. Yeah, it's very strong. And the cues are so smartly. I also feel like Kratos, the way that he feels, is really cool because he feels like an old man, mm-hmm. but like an old, strong dude. Yeah. Like, he's not lithe and athletic like he used to be, but he still is just, like, terrifying. Yeah. How strong and, and, and... He's lumbering. Yeah, yeah. There's a really smart weight to his movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it it just really communicates, like, yeah. a lot of his personality, too, which I think is really... He almost feels like a... Like, like... Marcus Phoenix. I know it's not a, it's yeah, not a PlayStation no. game, but where you're like a How big, you? like a big meat boy, but yeah. like a good, you're like a mobile meat boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a mobile meat boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A super meat boy. Yeah, yeah. excellent meat boy. Yeah, Ooh, uh, like he just has this feel that he's done this a thousand times before, and he knows yeah. exactly what he's doing. Yeah, also, like it's, as dumb as it is, I like when you start climbing something, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like uh, uh, Trace is like a flying squirrel, and, ah, and he gets on your back. <laughs> like, where did you come from? Yeah. It's a really like yeah. So if it's if there's any confusion whatsoever, we all really like this. game. <laughs> I'm so excited for people to play it just Me to be too. out there. It's it's like it's such a such a also goddamn everyone game. likes everyone I've talked to likes this game. Yeah, like yeah. even Chloe was gushing about it. Yep. I feel like that should be a box quote. Even Chloe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm super excited for more people to play just so we can talk in less vague ways yep. about it. Obviously, we are mm-hmm. set, not saying a lot. There is so much to this game to talk about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Um. Big news, I guess. Uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 are getting remastered for uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Sometime in 2018, they're going to be 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been kind of talked about for a little bit. I believe they That's said... 30 bucks each or total? Is it? Total. It's total. Uh, yeah, it's coming one package. package. It's a yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah, good. Definitive um, edition. It's, it's not bad, yeah. No. Um, and this is this is interesting because they're also supposedly working on Shenmue 3, which is being crowdfunded, and yeah. there's like bits of that. And it so I, the second I heard this news, I was like, this is what should have happened instead of announcing Shenmue 3. Because they could have completely sidestepped all the controversy with the crowdfunding and with the creator being like, oh, thanks, guys. We need mm-hmm. like 11 million more dollars. Well, we're on stage with Sony. It's like, well... Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. a weird, a weird move, and I feel like this should have been announced the night of, at the very least, yeah. just to gauge interest because they've done this before. Yeah, but yeah. that being said, it Shenmue Three is still being made. Mm-hmm. Probably are they still made using papyrus somewhere. for that font? <laughs> I hope they're not using papyrus, and I hope they've animated his face more than the one face. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a clip floating around on, oh, online somewhere uh, of what they've got with Shenmue Three so far, and it really I. They that, put it back in the oven. It's not done yet. That trailer really. is not good. It, yeah. yeah, it looked like Team America. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it's just it's pretty rough. But with Shenmue 1 and 2, they're going to feature, uh, they said, fully scalable screen resolution, uh, a PC graphics option, updated UI, and then uh, you can there's going to be control options, which hopefully, I mean, this game's from 2000, uh, so hopefully they've revamped the controls. And you can choose uh, English or Japanese. Oh, these characters just have the deadest of dead eyes. They really they? do. Yeah. Um, this was a game I loved playing on my Dreamcast. Uh, again, back in 2000, because I was a kid in Wisconsin and I wasn't sure if I'd ever get to travel the world. Sure. And so this did feel really cl- like going, like like playing with uh, the the Gachapon machines and like going to like an arcade and going to these docks. Like it did feel something different. Um, whereas a, I've gotten to do these things now, and b. There are games like uh, Persona Five and like you're saying, oh, we're going to talk about Yakuza, mm-hmm. which sort of take that slice of life. Yeah. 
that the original Shenmue had and just do it way better with also yeah. way better mechanics in terms of Yeah, the I think the thing that's kind of tricky with Shenmue, like, it has a huge fan base, and that's great. Like, makes me happy that people have a game they love. I My issue with it is, like, its main thing, like, it's the thing that it is known for is now just a bullet point on games now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how is this going to hold up? Yep. If it's like, oh, it has an open world and you can talk to all these different people, it's like, what? Like that's every, most every games. Yeah. Game that now? Yeah, like yeah. it's not really. Where are the RPG point. elements? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the the battle royale mode? Yeah, yeah. Like, I never, ooh, I it's never just really... all the sailors at the top. <laughs> 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 the forklifts are like slowly closing in. I didn't really mess with Shenmue too much. A friend of mine had like he, a friend of mine got a Dreamcast uh, like recently, like a few years ago. That was sitting in a warehouse somewhere, and he got it for like sixty bucks. Yeah, it's it was. Cursed. It was like, is there cocaine in this in this Dreamcast? I don't in know. The VMU. But he, like, he got like just a stack of games. He's like, I don't know what happened, but this was not expensive, and he's just got like a full setup. And it was all brand wow. new, and like, so we, we were playing around. I, was, I like put in Shenmue for a little bit and played with it, and it was just like you know like taking underwear out of the drawer and turning it around, and being like, this is odd. It yeah. feels very strange to play this after you know modern games. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people were like, kind of over the years, like, you'd probably really like this. But then they're also like, you'd also probably really like Yakuza. And yeah. here we are, and I'm like madly in love with that series. And I feel like going back to this at this point is going to be pretty difficult. Which I think is actually really, I never really made that connection. But Yakuza 6 is kind of just an evolution of what Shenmue created, isn't it? I totally. think it's I think it's all the same same people working Minus on the, it. Minus oh, yeah. the bug wrestling women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, it just you know, got weird. Shenmue <laughs> would have inevitably gone that direction at also, some point. Also, yeah, the fight, like Shenmue, I think created qts i remember that was like a what if it didn't create the, it then it certainly like popularized, popularized yeah. it yeah like, introduced and it was also funny when the first one came out i went back and read some articles and they're like all right the first of the 16 part saga is oh, here <laughs> you thought that would happen <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> and now we're like maybe three yeah. okay. <laughs> only 13 more left to announce yeah. Yeah. yeah i know that people roll their eyes about remastering and everything but i'm really happy i'm happy that it continues to happen because like we do, we have a problem with with archiving this, oh, yeah. this medium you know and it's yeah, it yeah. sucks that like i don't know you can go back and you can watch a movie from 19 06 or whatever and you're like oh the, the train goes through the tunnel it's very scary it's, ah, the moon has an eye <laughs> yeah um but it's like we don't have that with games really i mean there's there's obviously yeah. some stuff like you know if you have an nes or a, you know a retron or whatever you can do that but there's a lot of stuff that kind of like gets lost in the shuffle there and it's uh it's nice when it's sort of digitized and cleaned up and made accessible well like so. shimmy 2 was a xbox game original xbox and i don't think it went anywhere else after that so yeah. Same thing. Shadow was a Dreamcast game. Yeah, like, I think the biggest issues with remastering, like in terms of people being grumpy about it, it usually tends to come down to we want new stuff, not old stuff made new. But like, I'm kind of with you where like we need that stuff though. Like we need to know where we came from so that we can kind of adapt that going forward. Mm-hmm. Much like we have already, but I, th- I also think there's value in being able to have those things readily accessible that we can go back to. Because there's ideas that need to be mined from everything that yeah. we just haven't yeah. used yet. It's one thing when a game is getting a remaster that came out two years ago and sure. just happened to be on the yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the Deadpool remaster was probably a bit much. Yeah, a bit much. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is the sort of thing where I didn't have a Dreamcast and yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. played and I haven't played one or two and I had an Xbox late in its life so I never played yeah. two. So I want to try these out. I don't expect I will play through both of them uh, in any way. Oh, but no, totally. To but it is important. Like we, again, made fun of it, but you were you hit the nail on the head like this Laid the groundwork for, you know, the 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 camera angle and the QTEs of Resident Evil Four and sort of uh, the open world ability to talk to characters and do weird side stuff of Yakuza or P Five. So like, it is ultimately an important game, whether or not it's a good game. I mean, it's like watching like Magnificent Seven and then going back to watching Seven Samurai yeah. and like seeing how those things, you know, how obviously one was very much influenced mm-hmm. by the other and how they did things differently and. 
how it was adapted. Yeah, like, I mean, nothing's created in a vacuum. So no. I think that it's I think it's important to have stuff archived for the sake of uh, something that maybe a, a swing and a miss from 20 years ago that somebody goes back and looks at and they're like, we could do that now. Yeah. You can actually yeah. make that work. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I, I mean, mean that's kind of what VR is. Now. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> also, you yeah. comparing it to Seven Samurai is probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said about uh, about about Shenmue. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't say that. Uh, so anyway, Seven um, Samurai video games. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games where you can walk around and beat people up and do some fun stuff, in addition to God of War, also out this week, the long-awaited Yakuza Six: Song of Life. Uh, so this game came out in friggin' December of 2016. Uh, in Japan, and then it was supposed to come out, I believe, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. but arbitrarily got delayed. For we reasons had code I already. We I had, had a demo I, that had yeah. the game. I beat this game months ago, and I don't know. I guess if it's out now, I'm just going to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like I've been like unclear. Like, can I can I go? Is it is it okay? Like, what's what's the story? I think I'm going to be supposed to be streaming it so tomorrow or something. I but. was talking to some friends of mine about this, and. I have this theory that there's this thing called a, a coma game, and it's or not, not just like a coma thing. So like if you're in a coma and somebody needs to wake you up from it, what do they say to you? Like what is the one thing you are the most passionate about that you will wake up from a freaking coma to come uh, and scream? Is yours? I feel Yakuza like Yakuza. Is, Yakuza. Is yours. Oh man, this, these games. You're are like, like Max. I haven't played Yakuza. Is it good? Uh, <laughs> and the heart monitor he has risen. Oh, I, yeah. you, I, gotta, I gotta tell you about you. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I'm at a we're at a point. I I really hope that I hope that six is the one that gets people's attention. Uh, it's tricky though because it's also sort of like. It's supposedly like the sort of the culmination of, of, uh, uh, Kiryu Kazuma's kind of story. It's like mm. kind of the, it's sort of the, it's his Logan or whatever. Um, but this is, uh, there's also Kiwami 2 coming out later this year. I get a lot of people asking me like, so many can games. I, can I play this one or should I play the other ones or should what we, should I do? Just and, repeat the fact from God of War for this. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> How long is it? Simulator. Is this a different um, Kiryu? So these games I highly recommend, I think like I've thought about this a bunch and I think that six is fine to jump into if you want to play a brand new game and you want to get into it. Uh, it will totally do that thing where you feel like you're missing something, but whatever you feel like you're missing probably isn't as important as you think it is. Uh, in fact, I jumped into Zero, which is theoretically the earliest one in the series, mm-hmm. and I still felt like I was missing something because it was kind of introducing you to characters that longtime fans of the series had already had already known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you want to really, if you want to jump into like a, the proper fresh start, would be playing Kiwami, which is a remake of One, which came out last year. It's all it's on PS4. It's a modern game, but at the same time, it's also deeply rooted in like Japanese yakuza culture. So even if you're jumping into the very first game and you're playing it for the first time and starting where you should be starting, <laughs> it will. Will still kind of confuse you because it's a very weird convoluted game mm-hmm. um that being said like six is uh six is gorgeous it's the first one that's on the dragon engine which is made for for this generation of, of uh consoles uh whereas zero and kiwami were uh ps3 games that got kind of up and ported mm-hmm. over um these games are they don't the so best th- i have i have a question shoot sorry so no you're fine I don't mean to interrupt you. I just no, like go I can for help it. you organize I need to breathe. here. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just woke up from a coma. I mean, because um, I know Yakuza 6, just the Yakuza games in general, I know that there is a story there, and the story is good. Uh, like, it's kind of serious, right? Like, he's going yeah. to prison and coming back to see his kid or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like it's, his ado- I think it's his, ado- his adopted idol daughter and yes. all the weird kids they take care of in a daycare. Sure. So I played the opening three hours tell me Kingdom Hearts very drunk, drunk, and I was very confused. Yeah. yeah. I've so, been there. <laughs> um, but so my question is, like, between that main story and, like, cat minigames. Right. Or, again, wrestling with bugs, which I will never right. scrub from my brain no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how does it balance those so that it doesn't feel like just a complete 
so toss up. It's I mean they're they're huge games. They're like sure. they're basically like they're effectively JRPGs with with beat 'em up mechanics. Yes. Um the the main story kind of acts as like it it frames everything. Obviously there's kind of the main kind of campaign and objectives and mm-hmm. everything. Uh the sort of jumping off point for 6 is um uh Kiryu is is gets out of he gets out of prison for some stuff that happened at the end of 5, which I I haven't played 5. Uh and it actually does a good job of I I guess of recapping the end of 5. Okay. Like it kind of revisits it and it frames it and it puts him in a, a situation where he's at the beginning of sort of a new story that just happens to be sparked by stuff that happened in the last games. Hmm. Um, so the catalyst is something you may need to re- read a Wikipedia page for, but the actual events going forward aren't like, it's not like part two of something. Okay. It's part six of something. <laughs> sure. Um, no, but uh, I think that the, the side, qu- the side story, the sub stories they're called, but the, okay. the sub stories are, are really the fun part. And that's really what kind of lets you get to know, uh, cure you as a, as a, as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's effectively like, he's like, <laughs> He's like Goku meets, uh, like, I don't know, Geralt or somebody. Like, he's just like, he's, he's like, he's got a little bit of Spike Spiegel in him. Like, I just like, I've, I've totally fallen in love with this character. He's yeah, like, I feel like that's like who you would have rolled yeah. in like a Yahoo RPG <laughs> chat group. It's so, yeah. Goku meets Geralt with Spike yeah. Spiegel's hair. Um, I, the, so this, this game has managed to honestly like kind of, it's kind of filled in the hole that Metal Gear left in my, oh, wow. in my oh. heart. It's got like, it's got that same balance that of like sense. really serious, like gravitas laden cutscenes where yeah. people are talking for way too long and you're like, sorry, how many times did you double cross this person? <laughs> uh, and then it's also got these wacky moments where you're like, why is this in the game? Who let this happen? This is unbelievable and it's nonsense and I love so it. Does it feel like, uh, in the same way when we were talking about Far Cry 5 about how there's the core Far Cry 5 story, which is very serious and, and very, oh yeah, this is about a thing. Yep. And then the rest of Far Cry is going around with a bear named Cheeseburger and setting seals on fire. It is very much like that. Okay. Um, there is a mission where you have to gather cats to open a cat cafe. Uh, and you do that by buying cat food and then exploring the streets of uh, both uh, uh, Kamurocho, which is in Tokyo, and mm-hmm. then uh, Onomichi, which is not in, in Tokyo. It's actually down in Hiroshima, which is like the other side of the country. Uh, and the guy who owns the cat cafe, if you're in Tokyo, you just call him and he's like, hey, man, I'll come grab that cat. No problem. But then the first time you catch a cat in, in Onomichi, you're like, hey, man, I'm in Onomichi. I got another cat for you. And he's like, wait, sorry, you're where? <laughs> in Hiroshima? What? Uh, I, oh man, I, I, wow, you really committed to this. <laughs> and it's, I it's love totally, that. That's so really stupid, good. But like, yeah. and like the whole, I mean, I don't, the goal with the cats is you're collecting cats. Um, sounds like Neko Atsume, but a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that, um, Yakuza 6 is, a, I think because it's, it's like the first game on this engine, they really, mm. they committed to, um, really polishing it and, uh, you know, having like a really, you know, good, a good kind of main story. But as far as like all the weird bells and whistles that are in the earlier games I've played, mm-hmm. uh, it feels like it's got less of those. Um, like there, it feels like there's less of an emphasis on, uh, having a lot of mini games and having instead like a few sort of, um, very refined, sure. like they, they overhauled a bunch, like there's karaoke in the game and yeah. it used to be like basically just a button mashing rhythm game kind of thing. Uh, and in this one, it actually, I think it is like 
they've completely rebuilt it from the ground. I thought you were going to say you have to actually sing in uh, Japanese. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, there is a deep sea fishing mini game that is, it's basically just House of the Dead with a spear gun. Beautiful. And you got to fight like a giant emperor squid. Wait, she was, is there a, uh, Cass mentioned the women fighting the bugs. That was <laughs> still there. So that's in. <laughs> Who are they? Uh, so Max called me over to his desk to see this one day. Please tell this story. So like a glow style. There's to get it, to get a sense of how silly these games do get. I I really do recommend. I think Zero is a really really solid game if anyone's curious about it. But there's a whole thing in there. Um, Sega made a parody of an existing an existing video game series they have over there, which is about making bugs fight. I guess. Uh, but the whole thing is you collect these trading cards and you have these, these rock, paper, scissors themed, but, but s- statistics kind of influenced <laughs> fights with these bugs. But Pokemon the bugs are like Pokemon, <laughs> but the bugs are half naked women. So they have like, they have like foxy sex wrestling, but the women are dressed like bees and rhinoceros beetles. And the whole weird part of it is that you're at these arcades. See, you're making that's you're making my King Hearts face there, Marty. Marty's doing the thing where he's like, "What's happening here?" Um, but the whole thing is like you you have to. There's a whole sub story where you have to uh, challenge these children in the arcade to beat them at this card game, and they're all like eight year olds who are like, "Mister, I'm the bug champion. I'm going to beat you up." And he's like, "Wow, this game is really rewarding." And it's like you're like a 40 year old ex convict. What's wrong with you? Um, so anyway. In summation, I very much enjoy the Yakuza games, and I hope more people play them so that I don't look like so much of a crazy person when I talk about them. For I the like love of God, more people play them. I feel like this show has a rock, scissors, paper of who's insane when they're talking about games. Because it's like yeah. when Andrew and I would get obsessed with Persona, and, be like, and then we did it on, and then we did this, and then you talk about Yakuza, he talks about Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Just like, yeah. No, Ryan a, talks about Bloodborne, and even I get confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that I think that people who dig Persona could probably get into Yakuza a lot because it's got a lot of the same thing where you're just running around. I I liked Sleeping Dogs a whole lot. So did I. I. Like, would I like Yakuza? You would love it. Okay, you oh. would absolutely love it because okay. it's um yeah I cool. there's no car there's there's cars but you can't drive them in Yakuza. They just like drive around the streets and will like honk <gasps> at you. Have they ever made a Yakuza sure. movie? Uh, I think they have actually. Or like an anime at the very I mean, least. They yeah, yeah they, they made a haven't. bunch of awkward short films that Sega put up on their YouTube channel. Ooh. But um, seems about right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, if if anybody's curious about Yakuza and they're they're kind of wary of jumping into six, play Kiwami. It's the it's the remake of the first one, and if you really like that, then there's a sequel to that coming out in August, so you get to actually kind of play through the this the main game. So is it, once Kiwami two is out, is that August done 27th. with? But that's once once that is out, all of the announced Yakuza things are out. Yes, and then, I remember there was one point where there was like six games on the horizon. They yeah. have Yakuza Online, I oh, think, no. which is Ooh. a mobile game where you play as some other guy who looks like a gigolo. I they have know. Yakuza Go where you actually have to go to Japan and <laughs> join the crime syndicate. Beat up guys in the street. <laughs> Andrew went to Andrew. Japan. Uh, he did not come back. He's a chain. That is why Andrew's not oh my here. God, he got a big back tattoo. <laughs> Just a dog. <laughs> I would. The mad dog of Shimano <laughs> yeah. himself, Andrew Goldfarb. God. Um, yeah, anyway, so thank you for humoring me. I just really, it's like, it, it's. I, I honestly am like totally curious about these games. And it's one of those where like, I'm terrified that it's going to take like 500 hours to beat, but no. I totally want to play one. So I'm unclear. There is a, there is a clock. I, I looked at my playthrough for six and I think it was something like, I think it was shy. It was less than 30 hours. It wasn't as long okay. as I was oh, expecting, well, but I don't know if that was counting the cutscenes of which there are a lot of them. Okay. Uh, there I'm was like, a, there was a point where I, I think what I'm, if we just? Yeah, oh, you could definitely skip cutscenes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. Very say drunk, and I was like, next, next, next. I will say you are you are missing out. Um, okay. There are some of them that like once you once you kind of get into it. Some of them, that obviously, you you can you can skip through the sure. the NPC talking. Like you just press you know just press the next line and just skim it. You know because okay. they they are very they're very chatty in the game. You know, okay. um, 
but occasionally you'll get to one that's just like a pure gem where it's like, okay. you know. Uh, like, like Nugget the Chicken? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't even found that one. That's in there somewhere. There's a talking chicken one. There's also a horny guy who's. I don't think he. I don't think he what? talks. Mr. Libido. <laughs> All right, you got me. Only I don't one. know if Nugget talks, but he does run a real estate company. <laughs> he right. becomes a manager for close, you at one point. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Horny guy was named Mr. Libido. Horny guy, Mr. Libido, and the, cho- the uh, Nugget, the chicken are both ah, in, in Yakuza. So uh, that was my favorite Limbiscuit yeah. album. Uh, <laughs> horny guy, Libido, <laughs> <laughs> Nugget, the chicken. <laughs> Uh, the chocolate starfish heat action, <laughs> that ultimate finishing oh. move. Um, you know, yeah. I didn't know that was a butthole for like five years. Yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, it, it took me a, a while to realize yeah. that's what Limp Bizkit was naming their their album after. So anyway, the 90s were best. It's well, a great. It's a great show that we do here for people who want to know about video games, but also don't mind if we talk about Disney Channel original movies. I don't think I heard that album Limp before. Oh, that the album title. just called Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, and the Chocolate oh, Starfish is the okay. butthole. I was listening to Dashboard Confessional, so... Yeah, you didn't... Oh, you not didn't, yet. You definitely weren't listening to Dashboard Confessional. I wasn't listening to... Because I listened to Limp Biscuit and then I listened to Dashboard Probably Backstreet Boys then for me. You didn't yeah. miss much. Yeah, same. Yeah. I always loved how Limp Biscuit was like a bunch of dudes who dress pretty normally, and then Wes Borland, who looks like a, a like a video game boss. Yeah. And they're just like, they're like... He's like, did you guys get my email? And they're like, nah, man. And he's like, damn it. All right. Also, anyway. I like how Frederick still streams a little bit. Yeah, he like, well. the dude likes to play some video games. So there it is. We made it video game-related. Limp Biscuit. sometimes they play video games. Anyway, that was Beyond. Thank you guys so much for joining us and hanging out and goofing around and having a good time. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Cassidy, you're what? C Moser? No, I'm at Cassidy Moser's. At Cassidy Moser. The hell, C Moser? Who have I been following this whole time? C Moser. Um, it's my evil twin. <laughs> Jonathan is J.M. Dornbush. Yep. And Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Uh, and I always put the uh, I always put the links to people's handles and stuff in the Ooh. video description or whatever episode description wherever I don't know. Put it someplace. I don't know how people consume this show anyway. Um, if you'd like to send us a nice email or whatever, you can send it to beyond at ign.com or you head over to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com/slash/group/slash/podcast/beyond, or you can jump in the comments on youtube.com slash IGN beyond and leave comments there or 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 go to IGN.com and just comment there it's they're really or just tweet tweet at us I don't there's so many ways that people go to maybe yes I don't know geocities.com slash IGN freewebs.com yeah yeah (laughs) anyway thank you all for joining us Uh, I hope you all enjoy God of War I hope you also enjoy Yakuza when you inevitably eventually give it a shot please anyone this is Max Scoville, last survivor of the Nostromo. <laughs> Play the Yakuza games. I'm so lonely. All right. Beyond. 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 <laughs> <laughs>